Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official episode of season four of the Humans of James River. If you don't know who I am, my name is Rithika, and I am the host for season four. I am so excited about our first guest. She is a really good friend of mine, Nikia Bryant, and she has a really cool story that I'm really excited to share with all of you guys. I hope you enjoy. Mostly just me and my mom because my dad wasn't really present in my life. But after she got married with my stepfather, I met my little siblings, my four younger siblings. There's a pretty big big age gap, but I still love them a lot. Like they're my own blood, which they kind of are, but they're like half siblings. I, growing up being the oldest, I've learned a lot of responsibility earlier on in my life, and it's made me a lot more mature than most people my age, I would say, because I've been kind of the mom figure in my life for most of the time. It can be kind of a lot because I can put more pressure on myself than I need to and take accountability for stuff that I can't really control and that isn't really my fault and because of that I've gotten a lot of anxiety but I'm coping and I'm getting used to knowing when to put my needs first and knowing when things are just happening just because they are and not because I've done anything wrong. I'm really close with my mom um, because like I said, it was just me and her for a long time. And we had like, she's basically my best friend. Like I tell her, I tell her almost everything. Um, and I think that's helped me a lot because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have her. Because she knows how to get me to talk when I don't feel like it. Because when I'm upset, I tend to shut down and not talk to anybody. But she knows like the right buttons to push to pull it out of me and it gets me to talk about it which is better than bottling it up and i'm really thankful for her i'm also really thankful for my stepdad he yeah when i was younger he wasn't really the best because um he'd had a very short temper and sometimes he would do things that weren't very becoming of a father. And I didn't really have a good image of a father figure in the first place. So it didn't really help my image of not just fathers, but men in general. But I forgive him for like the way that he used to treat me and we're better now. And we communicate a lot and share a lot of interests and he's basically like my father, even though um, my biological father, who's still alive and well, um, doesn't really reach out to me. And the only times that he reaches out to me is to tell me that I'm not reaching out. But I'm thankful for the support system in my life and the people that have helped me 
as far as um, past mentors or just older people that I've met, like older teens that I've met like through church or through school or sports that I play because I grew up playing a lot of sports. So I'm glad for all of the support in my life because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't would have collapsed a long time ago. I've struggled a lot with my mental health just because I was exposed to a lot as a young child and it hasn't really helped because I was exposed to a lot when I was still developing and I'm still developing and I'm just sometimes I can't really cope with things and I get overstimulated easily which is something that I think a lot of people deal with and sometimes I'll just be in a classroom and the sounds and like people talking and like just little things will irritate me and it gets to be too much and I have to take a break but I'm getting better at coping with that and I always have like music or something just to like help me zone out um and as far as the anxiety I talked about earlier at first I didn't know I had anxiety because I'm Ever since I was a kid, I was very extroverted and outgoing. And I thought that people that were extroverted didn't get anxiety. Um, like that was, that was just something that they didn't do. And I think that it is possible because I literally have it. Um, just, it's not even like a public speaking kind of anxiety. It's more of a like everyday things. Like I have anxiety about just talking about myself because growing up, I was not really taught to care about myself. I was taught to care for my younger siblings or take care of my mom when she's not feeling um, up to like making dinner or something or because she's been working so much. Um, So I just have trouble, like it makes me like, so anxious that I feel nauseous um, when I have to talk about myself or when I have to express myself. Um, as far as my depression, um, I, again, was a very happy kid. Um, I just, as I grew up, I, how do I say this? As I grew up, I started accumulating a lot of things to fill the time that I was like by myself. So I was never really by myself. I would always be like out at a game or practice. So I would always be with my siblings, taking care of them or just talking with them. Or like with my mom, chilling with her, I would never be by myself. And like during the pandemic, when I was by myself all the time, there were thoughts in my head that were like telling me how like bad of a person I was or like how ugly I was, which I know is not true, but sometimes, um, I just don't believe that no matter what anybody says. And when I'm by myself and I'm alone and I'm with my thoughts, that's all I think about. And therapy helped me a lot because um, the lady, the therapist I was with, she gave me something to do with those thoughts that I was having. Like, it's not good to just 
find something to fill the thoughts with, you have to find a way to get rid of those thoughts, even if it's temporary, temporary, like just pushing it away and hiding it away in a little compartment in your head is not going to like destroy it or anything. It's just going to build, build up. And then one day you're going to have nothing but those thoughts and nobody wants that. I've had a lot of trouble with, I won't say connecting with people, but trusting people. And that's always been, again, tied, tied to my childhood because my father would, he would promise to come down and we would have fun and just have like father-daughter time. But he would cancel last minute and come up with some excuse that I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't really understand like work or like my car is broken or um, I just have a lot going on right now. And it would like tear away at my soul every single time. And it would just slowly deteriorate my trust. And just those experiences have led me to not trust the people that I'm close with which I've gotten better at. Like the more I know a person, the more I trust them. But I have this complex where like in the back of my mind, I always, I won't really be surprised if someone lets me down because I know it'll happen inevitably, like eventually, maybe. Um, and I know that's not a good mindset because you have to put trust in people in order to fully connect. But it's been a struggle that I've had for a long time. And Sometimes that leads to me not fully being involved in friendships and friend groups because I will always feel like out of place because everyone is connecting, but I feel disconnected. But that's only because I'm disconnecting myself from others. My, my current relationship is really good. I mean, it's not really a re relationship. It's more like a situationship, which I get myself into a lot of because of that whole no trusting thing and commitment issues. Um, but I'm a very physically emotional person. And like, if I, if I like care about you generally, I'll like be I'll, like all up on me, I'll give you hugs. Like I'll, I'm that kind of person, but like, I understand that like this has happened to me where someone thought that I was like genuinely like interested in them, but I only liked them as a friend just because like that's just how I communicate with people and it led to me losing a really good friend and that like ate away at me. So I've been better at respecting people's boundaries and knowing what how different people communicate as far as like their love language, whether it's like physical touch or like words of affirmation or just quality time. Um, Cause I sometimes forget that. And I assume that everyone thinks like me and everyone shows their love like me or shows affection like me, and not just love, like romantic love, like friendship love or like any kind of love. I, as far as relationships go, I've been very afraid. I'm currently very afraid to commit to people 
because when it comes to relationships, if I go into a, in a, into a relationship with someone, I expect that person to like wholeheartedly care about me, just like I would for them. And in the past, uh, people have not cared about me, and they have just they have just. I guess it's not something they can control, but they've lost interest in like stomped on my heart and threw me away. Not to sound dramatic, but that's how it felt. Um, so it's kind of hard for me in a relationship to, when I'm in a relationship to get there. So I find myself in a lot of situationships so I don't have to be 100% in all the way because of my past experiences. Well, I was always a little fruity. It's not, not the <laughs> <laughs> um, When I was young, I, I never, I was taught that, I was taught to love everyone. I was taught to not judge people by like their color or their um, their gender or anything or who they loved or anything like that. Um, so I was taught to love everyone. And at a young age, I did love everyone. I had my first kiss with a girl at probably seven. And then I probably had my first kiss with a guy probably before that. Um, but that's not important. I I don't know. I just, I've never seen it as a problem. I've always seen it as if you love someone, you'll like go for that person and you'll be with that person. Um, but like as I started growing up, I learned that not everyone thinks the same way I do. And especially like within Christianity. Can I talk about religion? Within Christianity it's depending on what kind of Christianity, whether it's conservative Christianity or just like a more open Christianity, which it should be because God teaches people to love all people. Um, but it's not really acceptable to be like gay or bi or trans. And it's, it taught me to like hide that part of myself away for a certain period of time. But like, I would still do things like behind like my parents' back or what I thought God's back. And I never really felt like a whole person. But I, I think during the pandemic, I, since I was by myself a lot, I would, I discovered myself and I, I came out to, I think I came out to my mom during the pandemic and she, the whole thing that happened was we were talking about, we were talking about something and we were arguing and she said, you're acting like a guy right now, which is something else on itself. And she, and she was like, are you sure you don't want to be a guy? Are you sure you're not like trans or bi or? Or gay and I was like and I didn't say anything because I, I I didn't know what to say and she noticed that I hesitated because she notices everything about me 
and um, she was like, you're not, are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm bi. And I like bawled and like sobbed my eyes out. And she was like, why are you crying? And then she, and then I told her that I thought just because of stories that I've heard across the internet, I didn't want her to kick me out or me be homeless. Um, and for like us to not see each other again, just because of who I love. And she was like, I can, I would never do anything like that to you. And she, she said, as long as you still have God, she um, understands that people love different kinds of people. And she, she always says to me that I have gay friends and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, But she, she's gotten used to it. She's gotten used to seeing all of me, even though she grew up in a very religious household where they didn't really do any of, they didn't really talk about any of the LGBT um, community. And it's it's been nice for her to see me for like who I am and her to include all of me. Cause even when she's talking about um, my future past high school, um, uh, talking about who I meet and how she says your boyfriend or girlfriend, it sounds really nice because it's something that I've struggled with for a long time, whether it was just me, um, if I was just weird and I was different, but I realized that it's not something to, something to be ashamed of because it's who I truly am. And like, she makes jokes all the time and it actually feels nice that you're connecting on that part of me because I, for a long time, thought that she would not like that part of me and ultimately ultimately would not love me. So it feels good. I haven't came, I came out to my aunt uh, last summer and she was pretty okay with it because like she literally has like a gay best friend that lives with her. She was like, I should probably tell her because she probably knows because sometimes I get a give off Ruby vibes now that I've accepted who I am and I'm not really shy about it now. I've accepted it. So I came up to her and she was pretty open, but she said definitely maybe not tell my grandma because my grandma's very religious. Like she's very South and like very, she's very religious. Um, but that's fine. I mean, it's not, it's not like my mom, which someone I've known like my whole life, obviously. And she's literally my best friend. So telling her, not telling her was like tearing away at my heart. And I'm just glad that's finally over. Of course, being black, I got the talk. Um, of course, when I um, probably was 10 and or maybe younger or older, I don't remember, but just taught to not be the aggressive black girl or the loud black black girl. And this started in middle school, but kind of went into high school where my mom would say, do something with your hair just because she didn't want me to look like ratchet, I guess. 
because I would wear my hair in a fro because I love my curls. But I'm getting I'm getting better at managing my hair because apparently it looks too wild. So I put more product in my hair um, to make it look nicer, I guess. Um, but sometimes I do wear it out and I get I get I love the compliments that I get from all my white friends. But um, no, but there's no but. <laughs> I do love them and I feel, I feel seen and I love the community here at James River because most of the people here, they understand that there are different cultures than what you see normally um, as far as the Midlothian area. And there are other things in the world as far as different cultures around the world in different countries and just being accepting and open to all the different kinds of people and their backgrounds and their ethnicities is really nice. Um, as far as mental health as a black girl, it's, my mom is a great person. She is so good at teaching us to be nice and be open and be who you are. And it's it's been great. And so I never really had to grow up with a lot of struggles of not being able to be me, Nakia, the black girl. Um, but as far as elementary school or middle school, sometimes I would not be black enough just because I, I didn't really, I didn't do things that the other black girls at my middle school did like I wasn't really I didn't talk to guys that much and I didn't really I didn't go out smoking or like drinking like they did and I realized as I got to high school not everybody that's black does that like but that's just what I grew up around and that's what the black people that like in my family like in my family and like in middle school, that's just what they did. And I, it's been, it's been good to know that there are different types of people in high school as far as someone who studies all the time or someone who just goes out and parties all the time. Like there's, they can be in between and there are different kinds of people in high school. And just because you're one or the other doesn't mean you're gonna fail or succeed in high school. Like. After high school, you can do whatever you want. You can start a business, you can get a job, you can go to college, you can do whatever you want. And you can still be successful and you can still fail. Even you, even if you go to college, you can still fail. Like, it's not guaranteed. You have to make your own plan and you have to be your own person. It's not just, I mean, as far as the workplace, most places aren't very discriminatory against race or gender. Of course, there are a few places where the administrator, administrator or manager or boss is a little racist, but there are ways to overcome that. There are more ways as, the, as time progresses and as people are bringing things into light. Um, as far as, especially with social media and people getting what they deserve as far as knowing what is wrong to say and what is right to say. Like, 
you couldn't do the things that you did back in like the 1980s that you can do now. Like it's not the same. And I'm glad that people are bringing it into light because it brings more awareness to different cultures and like not offending anyone, which is something that we want because we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want more war or disharmony in America because we already have enough. I don't know how this got into a conversation about America. <laughs> mm. But being black is pretty great. Um, I like it. I like, I like how my skin glows in the sun. I like my curly hair. I like the different styles I can do. I like it. And I'm definitely not going to change for anybody else. I'm in the point in my life where if someone doesn't accept me for who I am, then it's their loss. And I'm just going to keep going. What's your relationship with your dad like now? Which one? Your biological father. My biological father? This sounds really bad, but right now my biological father is dead to me. Um, my mother asked me like a couple weeks ago if I wanted him to come to my graduation. And I said no. I don't feel like he should have the privilege of seeing me walk across the stage when he hasn't been there for like the rest of my life. Like just because you want to come when it's convenient for you doesn't mean you should be able to. Um, It took me a lot of crying and pain and heartache for me to get to this point, but I, this is how I genuinely feel. Um, I don't think he should be rewarded with seeing his quote-unquote baby girl, as he calls me, um, if he didn't want to be there when I need him the most, when I begged for him to come down, when I cried because you said you were coming for the 100th time and you canceled last minute, when I had to see you go through women and yell at them and yell at me and me being all the way in Maryland and not being able to see my mother, I I don't feel like you should be rewarded for that. So yeah, no, not good. But I'm fine with that because I have other support systems in my life and I definitely don't need that one. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I want to thank Rithika for giving me the opportunity to be here and share my story and talk about things that I find important. And I wish everyone to be their wholehearted selves and not let other people, bad influences dictate your life because they're not always going to be there. And when they're not there, to tell you when this party is or when are we going to go smoke you'll be alone and you don't know what to do so you need people in your life who will do something with you just for the fun of it even if they're busy even if they need to you need to schedule a date uh play date or (laughs) something you need to be able to have people that are going to stick by you so you need to find worthwhile people in your life um remember james river (laughs) be yourself because we are jr that is all
Thank you so much for listening to the first episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you to Nakia for being open and vulnerable with me. I apologize for any background noise or editing issues that there might have been. I'm still getting used to this, but I'll get the hang of it eventually. I have some really cool episodes coming up, so be on the lookout for those, and I will see you all next time.